Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I don't have to say in 32 days anymore, Akiva, because we're finally done with that show. Are we done? I don't know if we're done. We're never really done with 32 days. We're just in the you know, preliminary stage for next year's 32 Fans in 32 days. All right. Yeah, I'm just I'm glad to be done with it. I'm glad we did it, but uh, I think next year we're not doing it yeah, again. Yeah, but I much. agree, but we said that last year, and we even said that in like March of this year. Yeah, well, last year we didn't do it, and then the fans right. demanded this year, and right. we caved. Yeah. It's easy for them, yeah. Um, so we're done with that. Uh, the MVP, I think, was uh, Michael Friday with a big upset. Wow. I mean, there's one or two that haven't been posted yet, but, well, Michael yeah. Friday. We should put a vote. No, I think people really like uh, Harold and Av doing the Jets. That was popular. Um, yeah, well, you're 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 um, spoiling my uh, my intro for our guest today. Oh, but um, yeah, I was gonna Hello, say Av was in the also rece- Av was in the also receiving votes category, so we brought him back uh, for this podcast because uh, two Michael Fridays in one week is a little That's too much for Friday, us. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so yeah, there's some especially kind of because it's Wednesday, right? Yes, exactly. So uh, Av is back on the podcast. Uh, the the motivation for this podcast was as people who listen to this. Probably a lot of them now, especially if you're in the Facebook group or if you follow me on Twitter. I, I randomly tweeted out uh, last week uh, at like one in the morning. I compared every single NFL team to a Game of Thrones character. And I think it was my most popular tweet ever, which isn't saying much. But um, and so people said, uh, "Oh, you know, you got to have a podcast to discuss that." So we've decided to do that. Akiva is not holding, as they say, in Game of Thrones enough to really do this sufficiently. So right. Av is a sufficient NFL and Game of Thrones fan. So we've brought him on. Combined, we're like so, two NFL fans and two Game of Thrones fans put together. All right. Um, are you are you denigrating Av's football no, knowledge? No, your football knowledge. Oh. <laughs> all right. I knew someone was getting denigrated. All right. Or maybe we're each like two-thirds yeah, you're each of a football two-thirds. Fan. All three of us are two-thirds of a football no. fan. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. So we're here. We're discussing Game of Thrones. We're discussing the NFL season. So if you have not watched the previous 75 episodes or whatever it is of the NFL or the previous six seasons of um, of Game of Thrones, be warned. Yeah. Whatever it is. We're spoiling all previous football games and Game of Thrones character yes. uh, seasons and yes. episodes. Let's talk it's about the 1941 spoiled. NFL championship. Yeah, well, uh, apparently Jared Jerome is uh, DVRing that one, so we're going to skip 1941, we're going to go straight to 1942. Uh, All right, it's great to shout out somebody who you know will never listen to this. (laughs) All right, so let's get going here. Uh, The way we're going to do this, we also, we're going to do our week one lines, uh, and we're going to start with a a rarity, which we haven't seen in the NFL since 2001, 
which is a week one bye, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins on a bye this week. So let's start with the Bucs. Um, Av, I don't think it's a surprise. I said the Bucs are Salador San, uh, a literal pirate, uh, you know, talks a big game, but when it came to actually showing up in the one battle he was supposed to show up in, you know, he, uh, you know, did not do very well. Although Wildfire was to blame for that. But what, what's your take on the Bucks being Salad or San? Yeah, I mean, that was one of the, you know, the ones that was just open and shut. I mean, you can't really do much better than having a literal pirate yeah. be one of the characters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't even think you need to go past he's a pirate and the team is a pirate. So Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's other pirates in the show, right? I mean, Davos was a pirate. Or, or, well, he's a smuggler, excuse me. He's always very specific about that. So I apologize to Davos. Um, Akiva... Yes. What's your take on the Tampa Miami game being moved to Week 11 and how it affects our 32 fans uh, fantasy leagues? Yeah, it's very annoying for us. We spent a lot of time making a schedule <laughs> that had like no. every team with one buy and in a very specific way, and we spent a lot of time doing a lot of things that became moot from that. Plus, I have Luck and Winston in in um, in the league leagues uh, football league. I know people are very concerned about that, but so now I have to start. Yeah. Trevor Simeon and it's a two QB league. Trevor Simeon and hopefully pick someone up from the waiver wire. It's it, I'm going to get slaughtered week one. Yeah, well, lucky for you, you I thought you had like five quarterbacks. Uh, I did, but I traded them in uh, for, for like uh, okay. Deion Waiters and uh, yeah. money and all sorts of things. All right, yeah, whatever it was. Okay, so uh, so that's Tampa, and then Miami, who was supposed to be hosting that game, is I mean this is probably among the most obvious ones in the whole show. Miami is Varus because. Varys is a, a mermaid for a merman for sure, and uh, for all we know, you know the bottom half of him is identical to the bottom half of a dolphin. I, 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 it's interesting that you call this an obvious one. I mean, I got it, but you know, this is one of those real deep dive fan theories that I don't even think makes sense if you only watch the show. But I could be wrong about that. Oh well, we've never seen his feet in the show. Yeah, no, he doesn't yeah. have all the references there's, to diving and swimming like, and stuff. Yeah. There's apparently like stuff in the books that you know yeah. caused people uh, to come up with yeah. this, but yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, there's a tongue-in-cheek theory that Varys is actually a merman; that he's half fish, half human. Oh, who wouldn't know that? <laughs> well, when I tweeted this, tons of people were responding, uh, commenting, specifically saying, "Oh, well, obviously Varys is a dolphin because he's a mermaid." So uh, you know, the people who are listening there's to this podcast and follow me on Twitter. Oh, yeah, <laughs> shocking. I know. <laughs> all right, we got some high quality listeners. That's good yeah. to know. All right, so so those are the two teams on by. Let's get to the actual games. Uh, so we're going to start with the Thursday night game: Kansas City at New England. Kansas City, a very strange selection for this opening Thursday night game, aren't they? Yeah, New England didn't have a lot of options. Like you weren't going to put the Jets there, you weren't going to put the Dolphins, you weren't going to put the Bills, and then there was one or two games that were too good because you you figure this game is bulletproof. It'll pretty much do the same number no matter what. But the Chiefs are a very boring team who would rarely get just an ordinary Sunday night game. Like, even Chiefs-Broncos would be one of the weaker, you know, like, NBC games. Well, we could have seen—I mean, even Texans would have been a better game, I, I think. I think they were just Chiefs. so worried about the Texans quarterback situation. All right, and, and the Steelers, no, you don't want to do the Steelers game that early? A game. I think they, you know— All right, and remind me, which division in the NFC are you guys playing uh, this year? In the AFC East? We are, we are playing— um, this is what happens when your team's going 0-16. You don't even know the Jets' schedule. Uh, we're playing the, we're playing the <laughs> NFC South. We're playing the Falcons, Panthers, uh, Bucks, and Saints. Okay. And the Super Bowl preview. That would mm-hmm. be a great game. But I'm not sure if that game's in New England. Or they don't want to do that? Yeah. Oh, that's true. All right. Um, all right. So Kansas City was one of them. I wasn't exactly sure. I had it, uh, Lady Tyrell, the Queen of Thorns. 
my take here is basically the Chiefs Arrowhead Stadium has this like legendary home field advantage, and the Tyrells are also in the middle of the country and are also legendary for their great wealth and how impressive their their home field is. But uh, when it actually comes to battle, uh, the Chiefs obviously uh, lay an egg. They've won one playoff game in thirty years, and the Tyrells, uh, you know, win uh, no playoff games and their entire house gets slaughtered. So uh, that's why uh, Lady Tyrell is uh, the Chiefs. Uh, did you have a better one for the Chiefs? Um. I mean, yeah, I mean, so, like, for starters, High Garden is not in the middle of the country. It's in the southwest. Well, so. it's in the middle of the non-north part, like, south of the neck. It's in wow. the middle, sort of. I've never felt cool. Oh, it's okay. like north of Dorne, in other words. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's, it's very clearly in the southern part of Westeros. Okay, okay well, so is Kansas. I mean, Kansas City's a southern, you know, you know. The, the, in any, the, yeah, in any they event. They slaves. Um, so yeah, so I um I, I didn't I didn't care very much for that. In fact, one, I would although. say Southwest works even better. I think Kansas people Kansas City people think of it as a Southwest. They're always in the Western Division, right? You know, like in the AFC, for example, or the AFC West. I guess I guess sure, the AL Central. Sure. So so you said it was in the middle of the country, and then when you find out it's actually in the Southwest, <laughs> now it works even better. I mean, middle slash Southwest, whatever. All right, okay. whatever. Um, you know, this this was this was a tough one. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's much there. The one that I was going to go with was Robert Baratheon. Um, I was going to say, you know, he has somewhat of a, an Andy Reid thing going on. They're both, you know, fat and past their prime, facial hair. We're not really sure how they got to be where they are, but, you know, every year by hook or by crook, Andy Reid is back, you know, his team doing well in the playoffs. And, you know, jumping a little bit ahead to, you know, you have, for those who saw the list, we had uh, Cersei Lannister as the New England Patriots. Yeah, and Baratheon it seems is better. Like, Did you know that? For week one, it works. They have, yeah. they have the coach advantage. Yeah, and, you know, because every, every, every year it seems like there's, like, a big Chiefs-Patriots game, and every year, you know, it seems like, oh, maybe this is the year, you know, the, the Patriots are going to take a step back, the Chiefs are going to turn the corner, and every year the, the Patriots crush them again. And, yeah, and Cersei's still alive somehow at the end of... By the way, and, I like how she, Akiva's calling her, us a nerd. And she, killed, and she killed her husband, Robert, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, I, I like I how Akiva's one. calling us a nerd, and he made a reference to a tweet just now from a, from a screen grab from a show on NFL Network today. <laughs> I did, we never got any, like, was there any explanation? I didn't really seek it out, like, why... They had the, the Chiefs with the coaching advantage over the Patriots. Were they just trolling? Like, yeah, because they're thing? trolling because they need to say something on TV. Because like, there's yeah. no there's no way to do the matchup of Chiefs versus Patriots because the Patriots going to beat them by right. twenty points. So, right. I mean, uh, and, give the Chiefs like the special teams edge. But yeah, yeah. so well, so as I've said correctly, um, Cersei Lannister, obviously the Patriots, pure evil, completely deceitful. Will do anything to win, even uh, no matter how many cheating, how much cheating it entails. Even their but, offspring, like the who who are the Boston Red Sox? Like I guess Joffrey, uh, are willing to cheat and do anything. Yeah, but at the end of the day, who's evil opponents? Yeah, but who's at the end of the day who's sitting on the Iron Throne? It's Cersei Lannister, and it's uh, it's the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, Cersei would totally be a Trump supporter for her own selfish reasons, right? Because she'd think he could get her ahead somehow, much like the Patriots. She would identify with him. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think I mean, Cer- Cersei Cersei's a great choice, and I think the right choice. Um, you know, when you have a team as as evil and vile as the New England Patriots, there's just a lot of choices in the Game of Thrones world. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you could easily go with the Night's King. I think I saw somebody posted that. Um, yeah, that think- was Rob Sesternino. But I, and, and then <laughs> I said, like, I don't, I can't, I wouldn't argue that the Night's King is evil per se. Or, or that he has bad. He's almost like like we have no idea what his motivations are. Like maybe the humans are all the evil ones. Maybe yeah. like the <laughs> yeah, you know? maybe. But from like the perspective of like the average you know 
show watcher. The yeah. Night's King is the ultimate, sure. you know, big boss now. Yeah. Well, um, that and that's and Rob uh, went up to me. He, his response comment on Facebook was, "What? What are you? Are you on both sides in Hard Home now? Like they were good guys." That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. I would say you know the Night's King. Like, he has the he has the ability to raise people from the dead, much in the way Belichick seems to you know just bring in these guys whose careers are over, and all of a sudden they're great on the Patriots. Yeah. Um, the Patriots also employed a literal mass murderer. That's true. Although that's again, true. that's so many characters on Game of Thrones. So yeah. Um, In fact, how many characters on Game of Thrones have not killed people? It's very, it's a short list. Very few. Very few. Even the good guys kill people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would so, add here that I, I think you know we obviously already used him, but I think Varys could work here too at being the master of whispers and the spy, since the Patriots like to spy on other teams. Yeah, but the Patriots are more significant to the NFL than Varys. Certainly, like Varys certainly. had like two lines the entire season. So. Absolutely, Cersei yeah. is the right choice. I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing some other options uh, out there. Okay. Acceptable, acceptable. All right, Casey at New England. Uh, what are we doing here, Akiva? Are we guessing the lines? Are we picking against the spread? Are we picking straight-up winners and losers? What are we doing here? Uh, we could just pick winners. All right, so the Patriots win this game. That's enough. Correct? All right, okay, next game on the list yeah. is the Jets at the Bills. The Jets were very obvious in my uh, in my uh, Game of Thrones connection to me. They are Reek. They are not Theon. They are Reek, to be very clear, because sometimes the image you can't tell. Um, and the best case, of course, is when Yara breaks in, tries to free Theon, and he says, no, I will not go. I do not want to win games. I want to lose games. I am trying to fail. And so, um, you know, the Jets are Reek. Uh, you know, you're both Jets fans, but I assume you uh, can't object, right? So, I mean, the, the reason why I would object, and I'm actually I was surprised that you went in this direction, because you're usually the one to say, you know, that the Jets portrayal as you know this like long-suffering horrible franchise is like a self-inflicted you know media creation and the jets aren't they're just like boring in middle of the road yes that's true which is which is you know not really reek reek is like the the person who was like the ultimate sufferer in game of thrones well Um, so some of these are like analyzing the franchise over their history and some of them are really of the moment all right fair enough so the jets Um, of the moment are, are for sure the reek of the nfl in 2017 Okay, that's fair. So, I mean, the, the direction that I was going to go in, and, you know, this is uh, this is not, you know, case closed either, but I was thinking, you know, the Jets are, in a, you know, a major city, so they should, you know, have prestige. So mm-hmm. maybe they should be, you know, from a big house like the Lannisters, but they're often overshadowed by... Like Kevin the, Lannister? <laughs> by their big brother, and you know, the big brother and big sister being the Giants. So, you know, Cersei and Jaime get all the attention. Are you trying to give yourselves Tyrion? Hell yeah. No! Way are you and everyone and everyone and everyone mocks Tyrion as being you know a bastard and a and a dwarf and all these horrible things, but he's really not so bad. Yeah, he's se- secretly one of the most important two or three characters on the yeah, show. Yeah, so I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I, yeah. I think they're you know we're, we're like eighty percent of the way there. All right, Akiva, you watch enough of Game of Thrones to say that's a terrible call. Yeah, no, we're not relevant enough. Yeah, exactly. And Tyrion was a hard one. I didn't put Tyrion anywhere because yeah, it's hard. Like the dwarf thing doesn't really play in football, obviously. Uh, you know, there's no Eddie Goodell of the NFL. Right, um, you need Danny Woodhead in the Ravens, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, uh, nice try there. Uh, <laughs> by the way, so then we have them playing the Bills. So for the Bills, I chose Pip. You know, the Bills, obviously, they're way up north, so they have to be somewhat up north. Um, among the Night's Watch, who is more irrelevant than Pip? You know, a nice guy, friends with Jon Snow, but ultimately totally irrelevant. And uh, the Buffalo Bills have not even made the playoffs in this millennium. The last time they made the playoffs was the Music City Miracle when we were in, what, 10th grade, 11th grade? So um, the Bills are Pip. You can replace Pip with any other random northerner who uh, has no impact on things. But uh, do you have another one for the Bills? Yeah, I, I think I have a good suggestion. Um, so there was, the, there was a character in the, who's only in the very first episode. He's actually, it's like one of the first scenes. It's uh, one of the Night's Watch Rangers named Will. 
which is like you know Will Bill similar name. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one who sees the White Walkers and deserts, and then gets and then gets beheaded. Stark. Yep. So you know okay. he suffers needlessly, and then he's immediately forgotten and unheard. Like, yeah. No one has no ever even said, "Hey, remember that guy from the beginning who said he saw White Walkers yeah. and then <laughs> killed him for no reason?" It's like no, everyone just forgot about that. So I think I think this is better than mine. Uh, the problem is that he's so forgettable that like you know if I showed a picture of him, nobody would recognize who it was. Yeah, that's probably so. true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's better than Pip because Pip was. There's nothing specific to Pip. Somebody said it should be Ed because the Bills are a joke and Ed is funny. But I'm like, but Ed is currently like the leader of the uh, the Night's Watch. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. can't be Ed. Obviously, they're not the, the leader of anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Bills are not the leader of anything. All right. So uh, Jets at Bills. Uh, you're both rooting for the Bills. Obviously, they're going to win this game. Yeah, I would expect. Oh uh, yeah, too. the Bills are going to win. Yeah, even if Nathan Peterson... Uh, how, how outright... <laughs> this is a good question. How outright are you going to be rooting against the Jets? Because obviously you want them to go in 16. Or at least get the number one pick. But, like, are you going to be cheering against them when they get first downs? Like, I don't know how to do this yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be complicated. You know, We really shouldn't watch, honestly. I think it's probably easier to not watch. I, I think I may just, you know, watch Red Zone and yeah, flip over to the Jets every once in a while. It's really easier. Like, I go to, a, I go to like, a Sunday barbecue at, like, you know, a guy's house and a bunch of people come over. And then I don't go a lot of times because when the Jets play at one, I want to watch the Jets by myself. Oh, no, you should go. You should go to the barbecue. But that's what I'm saying. I think this year it'll be great. Like, just yeah, watch on Red Zone. You're we, bring gain... a second, we have a second screen, but, like, the Jets aren't going to be the second screen. No, obviously not. You're going to gain uh, 15 pounds this summer. This with this uh, football season on barbecue. I mean, I gain 15 pounds every football season. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't put them off in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so let's get to the next game on our list. Uh, it is the and by the way, in terms of that conversation you guys were just having, even when I know it's in my interest, like the Timberwolves, the last game of the season in most years when they've been in the lottery, I have never been able to root for my team to lose. There's something I understand intellectually that that's the better thing, but emotionally I can't help. I root for them. I rooted for the Twins to win every game, and they went 59 and 103 last year. So we'll see if you can actually do it because when you're watching the games, it's very hard. Like Akiva was saying, you, it's hard to be excited like when your team like has an incomplete pass. Yeah, and particularly so, if what they're getting blown out, like you just you know, yeah. it's not something you enjoy seeing. So yeah, well, but if they're getting blown out, then at least you can enjoy watching you know the players who you like you know performing well and you know Bilal Powell getting garbage fantasy stats or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. It's, okay. It's, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. All right. Uh, Falcons at Bears. The Bears, another team. It's going to be a long year for. So for the Bears. Uh, you know, obviously there's a house which uh, House Mormont, which uh, the Bear is their sigil. And so, which Mormon am I going to take? I took Gior Mormont because uh, Gior Mormont was uh, once a time a great leader. Um, you know, he was a great leader of the Night's Watch, much like the Bears, you know, in, in 85, for example, one of the greatest teams ever. Great defense. Um, he, you know, he was respected by all, but, um, you know, he was killed by, by nobodies and losers, and now he's irrelevant. And so that's sort of the Bears. And again, he's literally a bear, so... Yeah, I mean, you can't really do much better than that. Yeah. I think he's also referred to as Old Bear several yes. times. So, you know. Yes. I mean, there are other bears. There's there's the bear that wrestles uh, Brienne. There's the bear that Torment has sex with. And then there's the bear we saw in the season, uh, in the second to last episode. So there are at least three other bears in the show. Literal bears. Yeah, and, and Torment is probably a bear, let's be honest. You mean because he had sex with one? Because, you know, that's like, you know, a, a big, like, hairy gay man yeah. is called a bear. Oh, you're calling Torment gay, but Torment wants Brienne very badly. No, he's very he, hetero. But he was he was eyeing Gendry a little bit in that episode. Yeah, yeah. There there was some uh, some uh, homoeroticism. He goes there. he That's goes true. both ways. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is the '90s. Like it's like 1090s. What do you ever think? What you in your mind? What year is the show Game of Thrones? Like it's there's not no one year. 1500s. It's yeah. a 
No, it's a different universe. A different world. I know, yeah, I understand. Like, what is it closest to? Like, there's no technology. It's in the future. There's no technology. So, what if, what if, um, like, yeah, the if final it was in this world, it would be like just the invent Middle Ages. a lot of like electricity and and like all of a sudden everyone has computers and and like iPhones and stuff. That would change the plot a yeah. lot. Varys would almost be useless. They wouldn't need to use ravens. Tormund reminds me of my favorite Creed line from The Office, which is, uh, I'm not offended by homosexuality. In the 60s, I made love to many, many women, often outdoors in the mud and in the rain, and it's quite possible a man slipped in, there'd be no way of knowing. <laughs> and I think that's Tormund's uh, approach to sexuality. Uh, well. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I like that attitude. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the, that's the Bears, and they're hosting the Falcons. The Falcons uh, are very obvious to me. They're... Uh, they're Oberyn Martell, but only in the exact moment when he was uh, beating, when he was winning, when it looked like he was about to win in the Mountain versus the Viper, uh, you know, which is the twenty-eight to three moment, obviously, of the Super Bowl last year. It looked like you know evil was going to be defeated. It looks like all our hopes were going to be met. It looked like you know a rout, and then uh, somehow they uh, clutched defeat from the jaws of victory. So uh, that's pretty clear to me for the. Are you saying that Tom Brady raped Matt Ryan's sister? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm also saying it. I just wanted to know if you were, if you were saying it. Uh, yeah, no, this is a good choice. It was clever. I definitely would not have thought of this, um, but once I saw it, it was, you know, I thought that's a very good choice. Um, the only other thing I would throw out there is that there is a major house that has a falcon as its symbol, which is House Aaron. But you know, uh, they're not yeah. really major players. Yeah, in the they're, show. they're all dead, other than yeah. You know, I mean, John dies. Sweet Robin. As the show starts, you know, Lysa yeah. is, doesn't really. You don't really think of her as an Aaron at that point. Yeah, um, and, and really, so, yeah. the twenty-eight to three is getting put, pulled, pushed down a well that's like thirty stories deep. Oh, so you're saying that Lysa Maybe. should be there a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess she also had that. She felt like she was on top, and then she felt her death. It could work. Yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, Falcons at the Bears. Uh, nobody's picking the Bears, right? No. All right. Yeah, a lot of blowouts in week one. Uh, what week do we think Trubisky is going to replace Glennon? Because he outplayed him. A lot of people think. I- I'd say early, like week five. Yeah, I agree. If they start off slow, then it's very easy to make that switch. Yeah, I mean, I have the Bears starting. I do think that they, like, promised Glennon the job, like, and when they gave him all that money. Yeah, they did. They said so. So, like, I'm saying, like, I don't know, like, how much you can, you know what I mean? Like, when, do you, when can you pull him without the agent, like, burning down the building? I don't know. Well, I mean, they had him come to the draft party where he was humiliated in front of everybody, so. Right, yeah. I mean, we, nobody should feel bad for Mike Glennon. He spent eight years on the bench, yeah, and again, made like, this is a famous yeah. 32 fans theory. You yeah. spend the time on the bench, people are like, oh, we haven't seen him be bad yet. Yeah. So. I, uh, I actually, I have the Bears as the last team to win a game this year. I have them starting 0-9. Wow. And then in week 11, they will uh, beat the Lions at home. So I would assume if that's the case, Trubisky will be seen early and often. I mean, Fox will have been fired so early. Yeah, he's going to stop going to the games. He doesn't care. All right, uh, and the Falcons, so we said, uh, oh yeah, we said the Falcons, we said the Bears. Um, all right, so are we ready to move on to the next of these terrible Week 1 games? That is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, very simple. They are the bowls that Sam Tarley was cleaning out uh, when he was uh, in the Citadel in that montage, and not the bowls of soup, the other stuff. Sure, yeah, that works. Part of the season. Yeah. Yeah, that certainly works. Um, yeah. You know, I was gonna, I was going to use Reek for them since I'm using Tariq for the Jets. Yeah, whatever. Reek is fine. Uh, yeah, the Browns are terrible. And then uh, for the Steelers, I have um, I have a Cersei's father, actually, Tywin Lannister, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the head of a major house, but, um, you know, 
never sort of like how the Steelers have been in the AFC for most of the last 10 years, which is they're sort of near the top always. They're involved in the top, but they're never really at the top because, you know, the, the Patriots have been there in the way, which is, you know, Cersei, who uh, who uh, Tywin was ruling through. And um, and also, I when I think of Steelers fans, I think of fat, schlubby losers who are probably die on the toilet, so. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so Ty- Tywin Lannister certainly works here. Um, I, I don't really have any objection. I just, you know, the way I... Like move things around. I just I had him at a different place and someone else here, but it doesn't. It's not right. because Tywin Lannister doesn't work. I actually. So who have, do you have? I actually have Elena Tyrell here. Okay. Um, I've you know if you heard just as you know very like old school, you know been through the battles. He was there when things started. She's here, you know, for the climax of the story. But um, Elena never had the highs that the Steelers have had. Whereas Tywin, you know, Tyrell's, Tywin was the hand of the king the twenty years ago. Family certainly did. Yeah. But, you know, even the Tyrell, I mean, the Tyrell family, you know, in an alternate universe, right, where, um, uh, now I'm forgetting names, I should edit this, but I'm just going to leave it in. What's, what's the name of um, Robert's brother? Status? No, the other one. Renly? The gay one. Renly. Yeah, Renly, yeah. In an alternate universe where Renly doesn't get killed by Stannis' ghost monster baby, and he becomes king, the Tyrells are much more powerful, Right. Or any alternate universe where Marjorie manages to make it out of the set before it blows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking yeah. about. I mean, Marjorie is a woman who's been married to three kings in the span of yeah. a few years. So you know that yeah. that counts for something. The Tyrells are like you know the classic like old money, old school yeah. family. Yeah. Um, and you know they're they've been very successful, but like you know they're they're respected. They're not really hated. This, even yeah. though that they've you know they've. I I would almost say the Tyrells could have been the Browns if we were doing this like. 20 years ago in the sense that the Browns were a historic important franchise they won tons of championships in the 40s and 50s but uh, now they are uh, contracted and they no longer exist fair enough yeah I can yeah, hear that but, yeah, yeah, but they came is, back to life the Ty- uh, the Browns did I don't think the Tyrells will be coming back to life uh, no there's not yes. <laughs> which by the way and this is a, an annoying thing when I first started getting really into Game of Thrones I would talk to our mutual friend Amir about this on G Chat all the time this is a thing that really annoys me which is very unrealistic. This is a show where these families go back hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years, like many, many, many generations, right? Which means that if each generation literally only had two kids, no more, no less, there would be millions of each one by the, by the point in which the show is taking place. So it can't just be that there's one family of Tyrells and you kill them off. There would be literally a million yeah, Tyrells. You know what the life expectancy is? We're just seeing the people who live past like 20 most right. of the time. It doesn't matter. The, the point still remains. Like the Starks, for example... Like, we know that their family extended everywhere because, like, the Karstarks, there's a whole other family, is their cousins, right? But, like, for example, Robert, where are his siblings, right? Okay, so one of them was killed and one of them went up to, you know, to become a Night's Watchman. But where are Robert's father's siblings and his father's siblings and his father's siblings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So, I'm just – so, like, the idea that you can – kill, like, like for example, the Lannisters, they make reference to that on the show and in the books. That there's a million Lannisters running around, various second cousins, third cousins, fourth cousins. There's Lannisters all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. But yet, there's no with the Tyrells. It's one immediate nuclear family, and that's it. Olena has no other kids. She has no siblings. She has no first cousin, second cousin, third cousin. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. You know what? I, and I bet there's an answer because it seems like the type of thing that George R. R. Martin thought of. Well, part I, I, I like understand that's why some uh, some guy who uh, 
who listen. yeah it's, there's definitely an answer on the internet well okay so, so part of well so part of the explanation is that is why for example you don't legitimize bastards because you don't want to need more kids running around part that's part of the reason why for example you send people up to the uh to the night's watch again so that the family doesn't grow you don't want the family growing too big because you don't want to have to split a pie in too many pieces you don't want people fighting uh you know over whether it's over the throne or over a house or, or over a, a sword or whatever but that 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 can explain a portion but that can't explain the overwhelming majority so. yeah well there's also like a war like every six months yes that's true it's a good way to kill a lot of people all right so uh so that's the steelers at the browns uh obviously the steelers are going to win uh let's get to i guess the most competitive game we've discussed so far that's uh the other game in the uh afc north that's uh baltimore goes to cincinnati akiva's very very low on baltimore so i assume he has cincinnati winning this one easily baltimore they are ravens so i simply gave them the three-eyed raven uh in this, in and it's not just at the Ravens, but also the Baltimore Ravens didn't even exist until fairly recently. But then immediately, as soon as they showed up, they became very relevant. And the three-eyed Raven wasn't in the show for the first few years, but he shows up and immediately, like you know, throws everything. You know, becomes like a very critical character. So, um, you know, maybe it's too on the nose, but the Ravens are the Raven. Okay, so that's interesting because when I was looking at the pictures, I thought you chose like a Raven, like that they used to send the messages. Oh, a random Raven, just like a, not a, the three-eyed Raven. raven. And I feel like several other people, because I was talking about this with a few people before I came on, they're like, why did he choose Raven? He should obviously choose, like, Bran Stark, the Three-Eyed Raven. And I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to tell him that. So I'm glad we're yeah. all on the same page now. Yeah, so that's a picture of the Three-Eyed Raven, correct? I could have okay. picked Bran, which is the, uh, you know, the human form, I suppose. Um, and then, um, all right, and then we said, and then the Bengals. So the Bengals, to me, was Ramsey Bolton. The Bengals are more pathetic than evil, but Vantes Burfix really personifies Ramsey. The Bengals are just, they're criminals, they're violent, they, um, you know, and also much like Ramsey Bolton, for a very short period of time, the Bengals were atop the North. They ruled Winterfell, they ruled the AFC North, but um, then last year they were quickly sent back down to where they belong, um, which, again, the Boltons actually don't even exist anymore. The Bengals marginally exist. What's the, what's the Game of Thrones playoffs? The, I guess the season finales? Yeah, well, yeah, like the Bastard versus, well, Jon Snow, well, we'll get to him. I, I, guess, I guess the Bengals, uh, I guess Ramsey and Jon Snow, the Bengals and the team that he represents have not met each other yet. But if Jon Snow were to be the Steelers, then I guess they would work well in that scenario. Yeah, so I, I, I like what you did here, I, and I, I agree that the issue is, like, you don't think of the Bengals really as evil. They're just more pathetic. So I think I'm just, I would just, like, modify slightly and just change it from the Boltons to the Greyjoys. Because, okay. um, you know, similarly, Theon is, you know, he comes from, like, a family and a culture of crime and, you know, ravaging and reaving or raping and reaving, whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they controlled Winterfeld for a very short period of time before they were very quickly put back into place. Yeah. And by the uh, way, I like, on your chart then, you have the Bengals as Theon and the Browns as Reek, which works well because they're the two crappy teams in the, who yeah, share a state in the go. same division. I was going to so. say that. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're two sides of the same coin. They're both from Ohio. Yeah. By the way, in a, another thing that annoyed me, this is in the previous season, season six of Game of Thrones, but the scene where Yara uh, and, and um, Theon go to meet in Marine with Daenerys and where they pledge and they make the deal. And Daenerys says to them, all right, so I'll let you have the Iron Islands back, but the rule is no more raping and reaving. You have to abandon your entire way of life and culture for thousands of years. And Yara instantly says yes. And that's sort of like, that. that is impossible to believe and understand why all of the, of the Iron Islanders that are on her side would agree to that. Like, they're not just supporting her her claim against Euron and they want her to be the ruler of the Iron Islands just specifically because loyalty to her exclusively. It's because they think that she represents their way of life and their culture 
I mean, they also like her as a warrior, but she comes back to them and says, all right, everything we've done literally for the entire existence of our lives for and your parents' lives and our culture's lives for thousands of years, abandoned 100% so that I can get power. It's almost like if somebody's running for president and a week before the election would completely switch parties from Democrats to Republican and expect 100% of their voters to stay on board. Like, after she did that, we should have seen tons and tons of her votes switching sides and going back to Euron, I thought. Well, do we know if, like, her people knew that she cut that deal? Well, in the final episode of this season, there's a reference to it because um, Theon, when he gets in the fight with that guy, that captain, he says, oh, we're going to go find some random island somewhere and we're going to kill the men and rape the women, take the women as our wives. And Theon says, no, Yara says we don't do that anymore. And no one acted like shocked. It was like, right. oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, so, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, Akiva's G-chatting me. He says, let's speed this up. Too much Game of Thrones talk for Akiva. No, no, no. Let's slow things down. <laughs> slow things we got down, some yeah. deep cuts to cover. <laughs> All right. So uh, Cincinnati hosting Baltimore. I have Cincinnati winning. Akiva, you agree? Uh, yes. Although I do think this will be a close week one yeah. game. I, I don't love yeah. either team. 17-14 bang. Akiva, if you I, didn't want to talk about Game of Thrones so much, you shouldn't have hosted a football podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a game with a weird line. The... Imagine, like, if I didn't love a show, but, uh, I mean, if, if, like, Chester didn't love a show, but I did, like, the idea that Chester would ever let me just do this is... What do you mean? You did a WWE thing. On this podcast? Yeah. You made me watch the whole thing, and then you discussed it in depth with uh, some guest of ours. I don't remember who it was. I don't even... I don't remember that. I'm guessing you're... No. <laughs> well, I could go find it in the archives. You made me watch a whole wrestling thing. You gave me your password so I could watch it. We discussed it. Mm. Uh, I learned about Roman Reigns. I learned about the family of like the three guys. I don't remember anymore. You, okay. it, it was a rap person. It was, it was, it was like a, it was Jordan Kalish. Maybe was their guest or? Oh, was it Antonio Mazzaro and Alex Kidwell? Maybe. Yeah, it was Kidwell. Maybe I forget. It was, it was somebody from Rahap okay. Universe. It was gonna be the Fades, but he wasn't okay. available. Okay. Anyway, um, all right. Yeah. So um, next game, Arizona going into Detroit. Arizona's a favorite in this game, which I guess shows how little respect people have for Detroit, who made the playoffs last year versus Arizona, who did not. Uh, for Detroit, very simple. I took uh, Lancel Lannister in his pre-Sparrow days, the weakest, most puniest, pathetic of the Lions, uh, which represents the Lions. Do uh, you have any uh, other ideas there? Any objections there? No objection. Um, I, I would say that if you're really looking for a place to, to use Tyrion, you could use him here because he is, you know, the most... Again, he's too important, him. though. No, but he, it's like, you know, I feel like people root for the Lions. People like the Lions. But maybe it's be- I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. They had Calvin Johnson. They had Barry Sanders. Yeah, and they, and they both retired early because playing for the Lions was such a depressing thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a trash. Yeah. yeah, like they won't walk in the building. Yeah. Uh, for Arizona, so I had taken uh, the Prince Martel because he was old and infirm like Carson Palmer. He was in the, uh, the, the South. Uh, but I actually thought after I posted this, Melisandre would make more sense because she's the red woman. She wears red, and she's 400 years old, which is probably how old Carson Palmer is if he actually takes off his uniform and we saw his decrepit body. Yeah, that works. I was going to save Melisandre for something else, so we could, I, I, would, I would stick with Doran Martell. I guess, you know, when I, I, when I think of Sunspear, for some reason, I picture that in Arizona. So. Yeah, it's very deserty. Yeah, there's, we see the scene, like, where the guy's buried up to his head, and yeah, it looks very uh, Arizona-ish. So, All right, uh, so for this game, this is the first tough game, I think, Arizona at Detroit. Keith, who are you picking to win this game? Uh, this is a good game. Um... You know, we just heard we heard a lot of negativity about Detroit from our Lions fan. Yeah, that audio might be lost, by the way. Wow. Oh well. Which is too bad. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Arizona goes in week one. I think Arizona's old and it's gonna be a problem, but week one that shouldn't be an issue. Arizona goes into Detroit, wins twenty four twenty three. 
Yeah, I've been going back and forth on this one a lot. I'm going to take the points with Detroit as the home team because, again, I don't know why they're underdogs. But for the sake of us having a disagreement because uh, we haven't had one yet, so I'll take Detroit in this game. But, yeah, 24-23 sounds good. I wouldn't be surprised either way. All right, uh, Jacksonville at Houston. Boy, there's so many bad games this week. It's unbelievable. So for Houston, I gave them baby Sam. Uh, Sam Houston, Sam. That's a little bit of a pun there. Also, uh, Sam is the youngest character on the show. And uh, the Houston Texans are the youngest franchise in the league. And uh, Baby Sam also has been a baby forever. And you would think he would have grown up by now because it's been so long. And the Houston Texans, to me, this franchise feels like it's been in the league for like four years. And it's actually been around for most of our lives at this point. So um, that's what I have for for Houston. Uh, Avi, anybody else for Houston? Is it too soon to give Houston the drowned god? (laughs) You're going to get us. You're going to cause us to lose all our sponsorships. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Our sponsorship. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> so that's Houston. Uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I wasn't really sure. I, I, I did. I, I chose uh, one of the uh, the Sand Snakes. I chose the one, the prettiest one, the one who's going to, uh, who her mother's going to watch her slowly die. Uh, because Jacksonville, every season they win the off season, which is sort of like, you know, coming into the year, you're like, oh, this is a really sexy uh, pick this year. Uh, they're very attractive. Let's see. They're going to do cool things. They were cool in the book. And then as soon as they're on the show, you're like, oh, get this out of here. Send this to Thursday night. I don't want to watch. This is terrible. This is boring. And when they're dead, you're almost relieved. So you're saying they're bad pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the Jaguars, are, yeah, it's a pussy. It's a cat. So that works also. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have anything good for this. Um, A.B. Sutton had, a, had an idea of them being the stonemen of Valeria because, A, they're like all the way in the east. They get the spots you know, like those grayscale yeah. spots, like the yeah. Jaguar has spots. Okay. Um, and there's bad. no cure. They're always going to be bad. Yes, okay. Um, and then he added in that Tom Coughlin has kind of a stony face. Yeah. Well, especially when he's coaching. Well, now he's in Jacksonville. He won't have it. But he was in New York in those playoff games in December and January. Yeah, for sure. well, but, and, he, yeah. and he was originally in Jacksonville, and now he's back yeah. there. So he's a real yeah. Jacksonville guy. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, that's not bad. Uh, Akiva, Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, there's no chance Jacksonville wins this game, correct? Uh, I mean, there is a chance. No, right now Jacksonville's a mess. I'm I'm concerned about the Jaguars. Um, yeah, Houston. Uh, Houston wins this game, twenty four fourteen. All right. Okay. Here's a great game. Um, maybe the best of the early games. Oakland at Tennessee, a team that went twelve and four last year, but has a lot of chance for regression against a team that went nine and seven last year, and is a lot of people's pick early on, but also has a chance for regression. So for the Oakland Raiders, I picked Euron. To me, this is uh, one of the easiest and most on point ones. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, he dresses like he dresses like the Raiders fans. Uh, you know, he's completely cracked out of his head. He, you know, he's uh, he's also you know a a buccaneer of sorts. Uh, and then uh, for for the Titans, so this one I wasn't quite sure. A Titan obviously is another word for a giant, um, but you know it's not as on point as literally the Giants. So I wasn't sure what to do. I gave him the Hound because um, you know I don't know. You have anybody else better for the Titans of? I mean, not really a character, but, you know, there's that statue in Bravos called the Titan of Bravos. Ah, that's not bad. I could have done that, yeah. That's um, a like that Titan. Col- Colossus of Rhodes uh, yeah. ripoff. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Um, so what do you have for this game, Akiva? Oakland to Tennessee. What, what do your wives think you guys are doing right now? <laughs> My wife is in the hospital a state away. She doesn't know. Uh, but, like... A hospital out of shock from when she heard, or she's well, sorry. Babies. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I, I should be care. I should be careful. She's working. Yeah, yeah. she's not. She's not. I there. Know, but you, <laughs> I, I, your wife isn't like a huge nerd, right? Like she would be humiliated by this. No. Yeah, she actually walked in for like a minute. And she seemed very, very confused. Con- probably <laughs> concerned. I think is more like. <laughs> I mean, I just told her I was. I, I told her I was recording a podcast. She heard me talking about Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. so she probably assumes it's a Game of Thrones right. thing. 
Little, do, little does she know. Yeah. Let's keep this on the DM. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're certainly not going to like post this somewhere, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, Oakland at Tennessee. Uh, I'm picking Tennessee. Actually, you know what? Mm, I don't know. What are you picking, Akiva? I'll say Tennessee, but it's a real toss-up to me. It is a good game. I, ten, we, we've established Tennessee. I think the bandwagon is too full. Uh, you know, show us first. Well, I'm anti the bandwagon. Yeah, I think, they, I stink, think they stink, but I'm still picking I, I them to win this stink. game. I was higher on them than you are. Um, yeah. 21-17 uh, Oakland in week one. Good. All right. So we got another disagreement there. All right. And then here's another game with a road favorite. And this one really makes no sense to me. Philadelphia at Washington. Uh, divisional matchup between two teams that have been fairly similar and I cannot understand why Philly is favored in Washington week one. So before we get to Game of Thrones, Akiva, can you explain that to me at all? Well, let's let's backtrack. So we're we're in a pool. I guess we we, we do a pool where you have to pick four games a week. It's a survivor against the spread. Double elimination. Yep. You have to pick four games each week. You just need to go two and two to advance to the next week. So yeah, and so you and I co-own a uh, entry. We in co-own this an entry because you had a temper tantrum right before it started. And, and by the way, we're doing phenomenal. Yes, we we've the, made the, we were we were in dead last place through yeah. three months. Yeah, and now we've been we're the best in, since then. Inching inching towards the top yeah. ten. Anyway, Av is forty six out of forty seven. I think. All right, Av, that's good. About five people stopped picking in February, <laughs> so it's not ideal that you're still behind them. Um, I to me. Wait, what? What pool is this? I stopped paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so pool it, pools. in the pool pools, uh, the three 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 picks that we each agree on are what for this week? What are our three know, like stone cold locks? I emailed that to you. You got to tell me. Um, well, I don't. Have I gotta go find that email now. Yeah, you gotta go find that email now. I even like said huh. it slowly for like a transition for you, and well, I thought that you were gonna announce it. I didn't know that I had to do it. Okay, so here 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 are the three. Cincinnati yeah. minus two and a half against Baltimore. We're both fine with that. Yeah. The Rams two and a We're half. We're both down on Baltimore. The, the spread was, I think, before Luck was officially out, but the Rams two and a half point underdogs against the Colts. Yeah, now the Rams are favored in that yeah, game. So, so that's, that's an obvious. Points. Everyone should take that. And then yeah. the, the, the uh, Texans five and a half points against the Jaguars. I just had them winning by 10. We're fine. So we're th- those yeah. three we're fine with. The, finding the fourth game is hard. Like, you know, I hate the Jets, but eight, seven and a half is a really big spread. For a team that, uh, you know, you know. So to me, Philly at Washington is obvious. Like I heard on the Simmons podcast. So this yeah. is right. The reason I'm bringing it up now is because you, you liked this game. I mean, we could talk about the Monday night game. The Broncos only three and a half point favorites at home against the Chargers. Yeah, but I, I famously said that the entire division is going to go eight and eight or nine and seven. So they're all the same. Bucks were only two and a half against uh, you know against the Dolphins, but obviously that game. Well, that game's not happening, happening anymore. Yeah. What, what do you think about Pittsburgh? And, and, Pittsburgh nine and a half against Cleveland, like I, I, it's just not an obvious. That's a lot what of about, points. What about the Falcons yeah. covering a touchdown and a half against the Bears? I think we should do that. But why are you looking at all these big favorites to cover these big well, spreads? There are, which again, a lot you of don't usually... level. There's a lot of seven and a halves this week, and then and then there's a bunch of ones and twos. Okay, but how about this? Philly and Washington. At, at best, you could say they're the same. They're similar mm-hmm. teams. You can't argue that Philly's better than Washington. Washington should be a three point favorite at home. And for some insane reason, Washington's a home dog. You're getting free points here. And and Simmons said on his podcast that he guarantees by Sunday it will have flipped and Washington will be a favorite by, you know, about two points. Okay. So we're getting free points here. All right. So let's take the free points. Put it on. Yeah, I'm not, I could see the Eagles winning this game. I'm going to pick Washington. I could see the Eagles yeah. winning this game. But, for, you know, from a – I just this think a it's a – clear fourth to me, but, uh, you know, we got to pick yeah. something. 
Okay, fine. All right, so uh, back to Game of Thrones, Av. Uh, for the eagles, I took Arel. I thought this was pretty obvious, but you asked me why I did. So Arel wargs into an eagle and gets killed, his body, by Jon Snow when he's warging into an eagle. So his soul will be an eagle for all time. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I just I had totally forgotten yeah, that. Okay. So once you reminded me, it was, that's yeah. an obvious choice. Yeah, okay. And then for Washington, uh, this was the one I wasn't sure. I chose the Waif because Washington, like the Waif, we won't use uh, their real name. I don't know if the Waif's name is a racial slur, but I know that we just refer to her as the Waif. And um, nobody likes Washington. I mean, like they're like such a hated friend. Uh, Akiva disagreed when we had them on the podcast. Akiva thought they're not as hated as some of the other teams in their division. But I think everybody hates Washington and hates their owner. I mean, they've been good and enough. The Waif- their people are in, people nothing them. They're indifferent to them. Yeah, I don't think anybody's indifferent. Everybody hates them. And the Waif was like a completely negative character. Served no role. She was annoying. She was a troll. She was a wet blanket. And then, by the way, she stabbed Arya ten times, and Arya somehow magically survived that, which was never explained, but whatever. Um, but the Waif isn't great. If you have a better one for Washington, I'm all ears. Yeah, I don't know if it's better. I mean, this is where I used Melisandre just because, you know, like the Redskins, the Red Woman, and super evil. You know, we're talking about someone who literally burned a child alive for no reason. Yeah. Um, Dan yeah, Snyder, if there were children on his front yard, would for sure burn them alive. For sure. Not even a question. Yeah. So you know that's that was that's where I was going with that, but it, it's, All right, it's that admittedly not a great one. Yeah, uh, that one's pretty good actually. I think. All right. Okay. So uh, Washington, uh, Akiva, are you picking Washington? I guess so because you're picking them to cover. So. Yeah, we got. Yeah. Them. Yeah, All right. Indy at the Rams. The Rams are going to get a free win here because they're playing Scott Tolzien. So the one team with a worse quarterback than uh, Jared Goff. So for the Colts, much to Jake Lewin's disappointment, I picked Walder Frey. Uh, the Colts like the phrase. They are in the middle of the country. Uh, you'll give me that one geographically, right? Yeah, sure. That's right. Okay. Uh, they're in the middle of the country. Uh, they're ugly. They're 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 stupid. They're like every stereotype of Midwesterner applies to people in Indiana. Uh, you know, look who they voted for as their governor, and now he hoisted on the rest of our country as vice president. And they think they're more important stick than to, they are. Stick to sports, guys. Yeah. they think, <laughs> Or at least to, to, pot, to television, yeah. They think they're more important than they are. They had a nice little run with the Colts, but uh, ultimately, excuse me, with Peyton Manning, but ultimately, um, they're all going to be uh, killed and dead, and which is a reflection of Andrew Luck and the rest of them and their health uh, for this year, I think. Yeah, so I went, I went in a different direction, and I kind of like you know flipped the board on a few viewers with this one. Um, so for the Colts, I have Jamie Lannister. Oh, who, wow. It's a because, lot of respect. Yeah, so here, here's where I'm going with this. So Jamie Lannister's you know, main thing that he's known for is for being Kingslayer, the guy who... who you know, stabbed someone in the back, yeah. much like the Baltimore Colts, you know, ran away in the middle of the night, moved to Indianapolis. Yeah. And the other thing he's known for, and specifically who got screwed, is the city of Baltimore, who we earlier had as Bran, who Jamie yeah. pushes out of the window. Okay, not bad. Yeah, so that's... And that was part of it also for the Colts. I, I remember when I said this to Jake on Facebook, I said also, yeah, that they, they stole... They stole their home. They stole their franchise from Baltimore in much the same way that the Freys stole their home from uh, from Cat Stark's family, whose name yeah. is escaping me now. The Tullys. Yeah, from the Tullys, um, uh, which uh, were the, the true owners. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the and also, they, they violated like uh, dinner rights or whatever that yes. thing is called, like you know, yeah. which is the type of thing that the Colts would have done. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they that works too. They both work. Yeah. All right. So uh, the, for the Rams. The Rams had Sansa, so Av said, which I thought was pretty funny, he said that Sansa's hairstyle, in the early scenes especially, resembles the Rams, sort of the, 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 the horn on their logo. But to me, uh, for the Rams, Sansa, she, she starts in Winterfell, just like the Rams start in Los Angeles. 
Then she travels all the way across the country uh, to King's Landing. The Rams travel all the way to St. Louis with the hopes of becoming a queen. She actually technically kind of is, or at least she's the queen in waiting for a short period of time, which is sort of like the Rams in 99 with Kurt Warner. But ultimately, it's a big fail for her uh, in uh, St. Louis slash King's Landing. So she has to go back home. And even when she gets back home, she's like, all right, I'm back home and I'll be the leader here now. And then uh, she's still not because uh, nobody cares about the Rams in Los Angeles. Yeah, that, that works. Um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's moving around a lot. She keeps marrying different people. And that, that picture you posted, her hair just looks like the Rams logo. That was really yeah. weird. Yeah, which was uh, just a good coincidence. All right, so that's, uh, that's that. Uh, so the Rams, we have them beating the Colts, right, Akiva? Yes, of course. Okay. All right, now probably the best game of the week, Seattle at Green Bay. The best two teams in the NFC, I think by most people's standards. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Although last year, this was the game where Russell Wilson had his uh, worst game of his career. He had five interceptions in Lambeau. So um, this is also a dynamite matchup in Game of Thrones, and they literally have sex to uh, to end the season, to end the most recent episode. Because for Seattle, I have Daenerys. She, uh, you know, she's she was all the way out uh, on some weird island in the coast, like on the edge of the country. She's... Um, immediately has become really, really good. You know, one of the best, if not the best winning a championship, you know, a real threat to, uh, to, uh, to win every year. But, um, Daenerys also kind of threatens to, uh, upend the whole, the whole balance of the league. You know, the Seattle, they have a lot of players who are, you know, and this isn't my personal opinion, but from many fans perspectives are, you know, should stick to sports more and Daenerys should stick to uh governing and should stop trying to break the wheel and just uh, be happy that she's uh, going to be the, the leading spoke on that wheel. Uh, for the Packers, I have Jon Snow, King of the North. Uh, as much as I hate the Packers, they are the King of the North, unfortunately. Well, technically not Warden of the North, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, Jon Snow is the perfect pick for the Packers. You know, Northerner, cold, uh, King of the North. Um, no, also, have- like most people from Wisconsin, he has sex with his family members. <laughs> Very true. Um, I would add on for the Seahawks that I'm I'm not sure that a, a Seahawk is a real. It's like a fictional bird. So it's oh, like, like a like, dragon. I could, yeah, I guess you could you, know, you could compare it to a dragon in that way. Okay. Um, and then one final link, which I think is pretty cool. You you might say that Mike Holmgren is the Rhaegar Targaryen figure here, linking the Seahawks oh, okay. and and the Packers. Yeah, but Rhaegar Targaryen does not look like a walrus. They showed him. He looks yeah, sort of like Viserion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and by the way, another perfect. reason why Seattle's Daenerys is when we get to Denver, uh, that will be part of the explanation there as well. I look forward. All right. <laughs> All right, that's not to the Monday night game. So um, Seattle at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is going to win this one, right, Akiva? Uh, yeah, I, I like Green Bay at home here for sure. Great yeah, game. It's great too game. good for week one almost. All right, and then uh, one more shitty game we have before we get to the, uh, the the Sunday night and Monday night games. Carolina at San Francisco. Carolina getting a ton of points on the road for a team traveling all the way across the country and a team that was you know won six games last year. San Francisco's not good, but you know as I said on the 49ers podcast, I think Brian Hoyer is passable. He's better than you know like Blaine Gabbard, who they started with. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of hard. I just I'm I'm as we speak, I'm doing this 20 team uh, Rob's podcast like fantasy draft. I just drafted Hoyer and I was looking at his stats and he, he's really fine. He's, my, he's not my starter in that league. He's back up to Rodgers. But, like, Hoyer's a lot better than McCown. Let's not, like, mix those two. Yeah, two so um, I, I'm taking the points, but I don't think San Francisco's actually going to win outright. No, they're not going to win. Okay. All right, San Francisco, I have Loris Tyrell. People are like, oh, why? Because he's gay and San Francisco's gay. And that's really not what I meant by it. What I meant is that Loris Tyrell was, uh, is the scion of a great family, which is San Francisco, you know, legendary in the 80s and 90s. Uh, you know, once upon a time, really, really, really good. 
But then uh, they fell on hard times. You know, Jim Harbaugh left, and San Francisco really fell on hard times, uh, much like the Terrells. Uh, they decided to go away from from logic, and they embraced uh, John Lynch, which I would say is sort of like embracing uh, the uh, the Sparrows, especially when you had Harbaugh, who was a real winner. And now they now they're terrible, and in fact, they're all dead. So, but yes, he's also gay. Yeah, I think I think the gay thing is is the right yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but I mean, Renly's also gay, but yeah, Loris is, uh, Loris is gay. Fine. Um, and then um, Carolina. Carolina, I wasn't really sure which way to go. I ended up giving them maybe a more important character than they need. I gave them Littlefinger. Littlefinger, like the Carolina Panthers, not a great house, not a great history. An upstart came out of nowhere in the 90s. Uh, in Littlefinger's case, I guess he came from Baltimore where he was the mayor, but comes out of nowhere in the 90s. And uh, through a lot of conniving, they managed to uh, get further than one would expect. In 96, they go to the NFC title game. And in, in uh, 03 or whatever it is, they go to the Super Bowl with Jake DeLome. And then, of course, they went to the Super Bowl again with Cam Newton. Uh, much like Littlefinger, they get much closer to power than one would expect for an expansion franchise. You know, when you compare them to the Jaguars, keeping the league at the same time as them. But um, ultimately, they uh, they fall short of their dream of uh, of getting it, of, of everything, which is what Littlefinger says he wants. And ultimately, they're dead. Yeah, so here, um, this is actually courtesy of Amir Bednarsh. I, I couldn't come up with something here. He suggested Sir Pounce, Tommen's okay. black, the black cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Panthers well, are a black cat, that's correct. Yeah, so you know that, that was as good as we came up with. And for, if you haven't yet, you should Google those uh, Sir Pounce as Azor Ahai theories. Oh, I was about to ask you. Speaking <laughs> of crazy theories like the dolphin, I'm sure Akiva has not seen that, right? Because it's super fun. It's a very Akiva, fun theory. Sir Pounce is actually Azor Ahai. It, it was a video that was made by somebody to point out the absurdity of you can make any ridiculous theory if you want. Yeah, but it's true. Well, no, it was done tongue-in-cheek, but it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a lot, a lot of textual references and yeah, uh, cuts of scenes. Yeah, it was, it was very well done. So, uh, all right, so not bad. Um, all right, so that's the Panthers, and uh, we have them winning in San Francisco. All right, Sunday night, Giants at Dallas. Ezekiel Elliott will be playing in this game. <sighs> For the Dallas Cowboys, I took Jamie Lannister. I thought that was pretty obvious. The Dallas Cowboys, the highest profile team in the league. Uh, Jamie Lannister, you know, just um, you know, the the best sort of classical good looks in the show. But I like the Cowboys. Uh, once upon a time, he might have been the greatest in all the land, you know, in the 90s. But, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, he was a legendary fighter. But uh, the Cowboys have won, what, one playoff game in this uh, in this decade or two decades or whatever. And Jamie Lannister also, since he's lost his hand, we haven't really seen him uh, been able to fight at all. So, But uh, still high profile and, uh, and uh, a lone star also as he rode off by himself at the end of uh, the final episode. Mm, good one. Um, so this is this is where I have Tywin Lannister. Um, okay, like, that's fine. You know, similar to what you have for Pittsburgh. Jerry Jones. Is, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what, as soon as I saw this thing, the first two images that popped in my head was Tywin Lannister and Jerry Jones. Yeah, so, well, that's fair. Yeah, he's uh, running the whole league. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he's he's running things. He's you know as rich as they come, but he's you know s- sneaky and devious, and everyone really hates him, even though they have to pretend to respect him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And then for the Giants, obviously I took one one not only because he's literally a giant, but he's named after a former Giants quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> yeah. you can't do better than that. It's pretty ridiculous that yeah. Phil Sims gets a guy like there's no Jet, and George R. Martin's famously a Jets and Giants fan. So yeah, so you wanted to be you want one of the dragons to be named like Namath, Namath the yeah. dragon. <laughs> Name, Namath the Mothman. <laughs> he like he, he like hits yeah. on other female dragons when yeah. he's really drunk. <laughs> All right, yeah, so 1-1 one, one the Giant, obviously, for the Giants. Uh, that's an easy one. All right, I'm going to have the Cowboys winning this game. I don't think – well, Zeke Elliott's playing now, so I was going to say the loss of him didn't really affect me, but he's playing anyhow, so. So that it really doesn't affect you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Kiva? Um, uh, yeah, what's the spread again? 
Well, we're not picking against the spread, but it's three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got the Cowboys. All right. So we only have two disagreements, and uh, we'll go to the Monday night doubleheader. So first, Saints at Vikings. They're calling it the Adrian Peterson Bowl. Um, for the Saints, I have very clearly, I have the high Septon who is forced to do the, uh, the, the, the march, the walk of shame, which is like the typical person walking around New Orleans, you know, um, you know, especially like, you know, late on a Saturday night or early on a Sunday morning. I've never been in a city that smelled as much of like vomit and piss as New Orleans when uh, we were walking around at eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. Um, and also the saints, you know, like the high Septon, you know, they pretend to be religious, but they're despicable, dirty cheaters who uh, everything they got, they stole because of, uh, you know, uh, Greg Williams and the evil that they uh, perpetrated in the 2009 uh, NFC Championship game. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you could probably also go High Sparrow and build a similar narrative there. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's very similar picks. So. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I respect Jonathan Price and the High Sparrow, whereas um, the High Septon, I don't respect at all. And I, I mean, I just, I will never not hate the Saints for that one game. So... And then the Vikings are, um, I give them Ned Stark because, you know, the Vikings are, maybe they're well-intentioned, but they're really stupid. They find a way to blow it every time they have a chance, you know, whether it's the Gary Anderson game or the aforementioned, you know, Brett Favre fumble 12 men on the field game or 41 nothing or Wade Wilson or all the Super Bowls. Ned Stark always had access to power, always had a chance, but always would find a way to spectacularly blow it because uh, that's what he does and he loses his head. And uh, the Vikings still literally have their heads, but, um, you know, last year every player was injured and this year... Uh, I have very low expectations. Yeah, so I'm, I'll uh, I'll pop calling the kettle of black a little bit here, you with uh, you know giving your giving your team a, a character of a little bit too much prominence, in my opinion. Prominence? He is he's out of the show in season one. <laughs> he's he's the he's like the most known character in the show after like Jon Snow. Everyone knows, says, oh, you know, Game he's of literally the protagonist yeah, of the first book. Anyway. Chester. You, the Vikings are not the protagonist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, in season one, yeah, but over the course the of seven though? seasons, he's not the most. In '98, in '09, in 2000, and, and there's oh, been many you're, seasons. You're you're a buffoon. Yeah, the protagonist. You've never been the team. Yes, in '98 they were the team. They were literally the best team in history. I mean, they were tied with the Broncos, but one of them made the Super Bowl yes. and one did it. Well, but that's exactly why Ned Stark doesn't make the Super Bowl. Ned Stark gets beheaded. Ned Stark sucks. All right, who who else do we have for the Vikings? In any event, the, the, the obvious answer is obviously uh, Torment, who is literally a Viking. He's a guy yeah. from like the Nordic countries. Yeah. He's um he's a I mean Torment to me is a much more honor much I'd much rather be Torment than Ned Stark, so I'll take right, that one well, in a second. That's great. So you, you Except win. Torment has red hair and Ned Stark has the yellow hair of the uh, logo. Of the Vikings yeah, logo. Okay. Yeah. Um well you know, so but you know, he's like a, he's a wildling up in the cold. Um their main rival is the Packers. We have his Jon Snow, and then right. much like Brett Favre, he switches sides. Yeah, I'll take Torment in a second. That's good. Yeah. Um, um, um uh this was an A B po- choice. Do you remember the character Shaga son of Dolph? Yeah, yeah, the he, one he, yeah. he literally wears a Vikings helmet. Yes, so it's he like does. upside down. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's very stupid. Also. What does he do? Does he die in the in the in the battle with Rob Stark? No, he's one of Tyrion's guys. Who he's one of the guys who live around the Vale and who Tyrion yeah. uses to survive when he goes. And then and then he comes and he fights in this when Tyrion gets back to meet his father in season. Yeah, one. all he really says is like, "I am Shaba, son of Dolph." Yeah, that's all he says. All right, uh, Vikings hosting the Saints. Adrian Peterson, there's only two possibilities. 150 yards and two touchdowns or 20 yards and two fumbles. There's a lot more possibilities. Yeah. Uh, all right, Akiva, I have the Vikings winning. What about you? No, I have the Vikings losing. Insane oh, wow. Now. Okay. Yeah. Wait, you just you just said on our Vikings podcast that they're, uh, yeah, but that they're, they're not. And... I didn't say they were going 16-0. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. All right. Okay, good. So we have three disagreements, which means one of us will have to win this week, uh, unless one of these games ends in a tie, or unless we have another disagreement. Chargers at Broncos. The last game. So for the Chargers, I have Brienne. If I thought that a Sansa's hair looked like the Rams logo, Brienne's hair looks like the Chargers logo to me. But also, Brienne, sort of like Sansa, sort of like the Chargers, she's she's always traveling around helping someone else, but she's never really like the the, math, the sort of the the writing her own story. And the Chargers were just following another team to Los Angeles, being the second team in a stadium. But you know they don't they don't get to write their own story. They're just following around someone else, um, which is sort of how you see Brienne. She's sort of a tragic figure for that reason. Yeah, I guess I could buy that. Um, I was going to go with Beric Dondarrion. Um, okay. His, their house flag is a, is a lightning bolt, and he's sometimes called like the Lord of Lightning or something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, they're That's now probably in, better. They're now in L.A., which sometimes people call the City of Lights. Okay, not uh, bad. You know, Lord of Lights, City of Lights. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I was thinking there. Okay, and then for the Broncos, so, you know, the Broncos are obviously horses, and so the greatest horse riders, uh, I needed to find uh, one of the great calls, and I decided Call Drogo was the greatest call ever and was going to be the first call to literally, you know, sit on the Iron Throne, and um, and then he ran into Daenerys, which is Seattle, which is the 43-8 Super Bowl, which, uh, you know, he still is a great, and, you know, he still has Super Bowls back, you know, he, he, he has a legendary long uh, ponytail because he was one of the greatest ever, but uh, when he ran into Daenerys, he died because... Uh, she uh, is selfish. Sure. No, I mean the the, the, the horses part for sure works. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't, really I, enough, right? I don't there. really. I don't, I'm not sure. I followed the, the second part of that, but no, it's yeah. obviously the Cal Caldrogo and the horses is obviously the right yeah. choice there. All right, and uh, Broncos uh, Chargers. Who's winning this game, Akiva? Uh, the Broncos. Okay, so good. We have three disagreements, so one of us will win in Week One. In our uh, co-host, pick him off. Off. Uh, thank you for joining us. You're very Thanks, welcome. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Probably, well, last off, I think we, we could all agree um, Roger Goodell is the Mad King, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Mad King, that's definitely it. Akiva, you got any, you got any, any contribution here? Nah, he wouldn't have made that javelin throw. Oh, the Mad King? Yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. the Knights King. Yeah, the Mad the King, King killed sorry. before the show starts. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, Akiva, st- you watch Game of Thrones. I don't know why you pretended this whole episode like you don't. I mean, I, I, I don't pretend not to watch it. I just don't know a lot of the people you're talking about. Okay. All right, Akiva. Let's uh, let's jump to the most important thing now. We're going to do our playoff picks. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You want to go div- conference by conference? What do you want to do? Let, let's just do conference by conference. Division winners and wildcard teams. Okay. To start. All right. Uh, so I'll start in the NFC, uh, my conference. No, we don't start with the NFC. We have this argument. No, yes, we do. You're just trolling. There's, there's yeah. no drama in the AFC. Okay, the Patriots are going to win. Done. Next. Fine. Let's. I'm just saying, you always, you th- in your mind, the NFC comes first. Yeah. Av, you're still on the line. Who comes first? In like a newspaper, who should be written first? Well, it depends. It depends what city you live in. Well, that's also true. But the NFC is the original one, much like the National League in baseball. All right, let's run through the. Let's run through. Unlike uh, ESPN and national sites, the AFC is usually first. Might just Correct. be alphabetical. On all national sites, it's AFC first. All right. Okay, so AFC the Patriots. Patriots are the one seed. Steelers are the two seed. You disagree? Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. I Texans is the three seed. Okay, so I have Tennessee winning the tiebreaker for that division. They're both going to be nine and seven in my book. So I have Tennessee as the three making the playoffs or no? I have Tennessee as the three. Houston as the six. They'll play each other in the first round. All right, I have Houston as the three. Denver as the four. Oh, so you have Denver winning that division? Yes. Okay, I have Oakland winning that division. Nine and seven, winning a tiebreaker between Kansas City and the Chargers. All nine and seven. I have Denver finishing eight and eight, one game behind. So I have Oakland as the four seed, and I have them hosting the five seed, who we have not mentioned, Cincinnati. 
Yeah, I have the Raiders five and the Chiefs six. I got all three. Oh, Chiefs. You know, I got both wildcard teams okay. coming from the AFC, just beating out the Titans. I don't think anybody else is playoff worthy in the AFC. Maybe the Bengals. So you don't like need. you don't like the Bengals. All right. Okay. I mean, so I like in the, the Dolphins playoffs. until and, you know until okay. the whole season went tell. All right, so in the playoffs, I have Tennessee as the three, beating Houston as the six, and I have Oakland beating Cincy. So I have, in the second round, New England over Oakland, and I have Pittsburgh over Tennessee, and I have Pittsburgh at New England in the AFC title game. What do you have? Yeah, I have, uh, I have Houston beating KC. I have, um, I have, I think, Oakland going to Denver and winning. So then Houston plays Pittsburgh, and Oakland loses to New England, and Pittsburgh beats... Houston. So I, I I also have the Patriots and the Steelers in the conference. Yeah. Okay. So the only difference is I have Tennessee in the yeah, second round. You have Houston. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, no, Pittsburgh let's, let's at New England. Second. Let's get let's get down to the final four. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's get to the NFC. I have the Packers at thirteen mm-hmm. and three as the one seed. Seattle at okay. thirteen and three as the two seed. They lose a tiebreaker because mm-hmm. they lose in week one. Uh, the three seed. I have Atlanta at ten and six. Okay. And then the four seed, I have uh, Dallas winning a tiebreaker over the Giants. The tiebreaker will come down to scoring differential, and they'll be 9-7. and seven. They'll win the division as the four seed. And then the wild cards, I have Carolina, which shocked me, because I don't really like them, but when I looked at their schedule, I think they have an easy schedule. I have them as the five seed. And then the six seed, I have, and this shocked me even more, I have the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, we're, I think we're sort of moving up a little bit on the Cardinals as the uh, season's about to start. Yeah, so I have Green no, Bay. No, by the way, I, what I actually think is going to happen, I think Carson Palmer gets injured. I think they go 6-10. and 10, but Right, when I, so but, you have Minnesota yeah. missing the playoffs. I have the Vikings at 9-7 and, and seven out, and, and I have the one, Giants. One team from the NFC East. And I have the Giants okay. at 9-7 and seven out, yeah. Okay, so I have Green Bay 1 and Seattle 2. Same. And, and then I have Dallas 3. And then from the south, I have Atlanta 4, Tampa 5. Okay. So we have the same division winners. Okay. Yeah, Atlanta four, Tampa five, and then my sixth seed. I had uh, I like it's a million way tie between Minnesota, whoever does you know any of those three teams that don't win the NFC East. Arizona's still in there, uh, but I'm gonna pick the Vikings to make the playoffs. Show Jerry Chester I'm not such a hater. All right, so then the Vikings are gonna go at um, Dallas. Yeah, I have them losing that game. Yeah, and then okay. I'll, I, I have uh, I, I'll say Tampa going to Atlanta and winning. Oh, wow. So you got Tampa with the upset. So I have Atlanta and Dallas winning. Uh, so I have Green Bay hosting Dallas and Seattle hosting Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I have Green Bay and Seattle, the home teams winning. In fact, I don't have a road team winning a playoff so game then, right now. All right. So now my one seed is Green Bay, and I have them beating um, I have them beating Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Mm. And then you have Seattle-Dallas. I have Seattle beating Dallas, and I have – okay. Okay. So we have the same mm-hmm. Final Four. Very chalky. Very chalky. All right. Seattle at Green Bay. I have the yeah, Packers so winning. We both have the Packers in the Super Bowl. And so we have – okay, so we are completely uh, the same here. Not at all exciting. We have the Packers mm-hmm. against the Patriots no, in the Super the, Bowl. No, I have the Steelers beating the I will Patriots. not watch – Yes. Oh, oh, forgot to mention. Oh, so you have Steelers the Steelers Packers. beating the Patriots. Yes, so you have Steelers a rematch. Packers. Okay. Steelers-Packers for you. For me, it's uh, mm-hmm. Packers-Patriots. Either way, I will not be watching the right. Super Bowl. In, Min- in Minnesota, uh, like a total fan cucking of Chester. Yeah. It really I, is. It's not just me. It's all of Minnesota, except for like the 20% of Minnesotans who are such loser bandwagoners that they're going to pretend to be Packers fans, which is despicable. Oh, those people, yeah. That, I, I can't even like yeah. – I have no words for those people. But there are people like that in Minnesota. You know who you are. All right. So who do you have – you don't have the Packers winning the Super Bowl, do you? Yeah. My Super Bowl winner, Green Bay Packers. 
over the Steelers. All right, I have the Patriots winning over Green Bay. As much as I hate the Patriots, I think I'd rather the Patriots win a sixth than watch the Packers win in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, who cares? They're, it's like it's like rooting against someone you know who has $50 billion to get the 60th yeah. billion. Who cares? At, at this point, you lost. Yeah, exactly. Av, you want to give us some uh, playoff picks? Um, yeah, the Patriots, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Pa- yeah. But Av is such a like a, a depressed like pessimist. Like Av's attitude after the election wasn't just oh shit Trump won. It's Trump is going to be president forever. <laughs> yeah, no, I still maintain less than one term or more than two. <laughs> <laughs> more than two. <laughs> less than uh, more than two terms for Trump. Uh, more than five Super Bowls for uh, Brady and the Patriots. It's all it's all turning up uh, whatever the opposite of roses is for us here on this podcast. But Av, thank you so much for joining us. A good time was had by all. Until the last 30 seconds. Thank you very much. I wish you luck in the wars to come. You too. Kiva, I will talk to you uh, tomorrow yeah, probably. It's been an honor. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.